0: Okay, so Ajansona owner has invited me to to give a uh, a talk and to sort of a coming out of retreat talk meeting human beings again and uh, uh beginning to uh interact i had a sh- bit of a session last night uh tea time with uh, with the community uh it was that was very pleasant so the uh you know, really, the first thing uh, is to, and uh, one, of course, uh, the reason I'm here was to spend time in retreat and uh, and solitude, and of course, that's uh, that was, uh, the space was uh, provided for me, and I really express my appreciation to Ajahn Sona, Sister Mon, uh, the resident community who uh, and the extended community who uh, made it possible for me to have this time in retreat because it's uh, as a uh, as a senior monk and as a teacher sometimes you get busy <laughs> things happen you have duties and people expect you to do things and be places and what not and uh, so this whole past year uh, then i've uh, i've had uh, time uh, on my own the first half of the year uh, was in Thailand, and uh, I was in a uh, a small uh, retreat cabin uh, in a um, somewhat remote area, and very quiet, uh, very pleasant. Uh, but uh, my connection with Thailand is very deep so, uh, and long. So there was always people showing up. And, uh, and, uh, and for Westerners, if you uh, say, okay, the Ajahn's in retreat, and people oh okay. I won't I won't bother them. And but in Thailand said, so, Oh, okay, the senior monk is gonna be in retreat. Oh, wow, it's sadhu. Oh God, go and make offerings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so that's great. I'll go <laughs> so it's uh the, the The longest I went without anybody showing up to make offerings for the meal was two days <laughs> but uh, the uh, the, per- the the where I was staying was was uh, it was a private piece it wasn 't a monastery it was a private piece of property private piece of land there was a kind of a bit of a mountain range and uh, caves there and uh, so just, um, and the owner of the property was uh, she had no hesitation in shooing people away after the meal, so it was uh, she was great. But uh, yeah, it's a different feeling coming here and uh, and being in retreat and uh, just coming to receive uh, the meal offering and going back. Uh, you yeah, know that extended time of of quiet and solitude and really. Uh, Really, quite precious, and uh, you know, has a uh, 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 you know, a real benefit for us as and you know, everybody uh, that is interested in in practice. And you know, so often we we are, uh, especially as Westerners, I think, I get very worried about technique and method. What method do you do? You know, they'll, you know often, we'll wait and see, but, you know, oftentimes, you know, what did you do in retreat? You know, I didn't do anything. I, just, <laughs> I breathed in, breathed out, and six months went by, you know. <laughs> you, know so that, uh, uh, you know, that that, that, uh, that sense of, of, you know, having some kind of structure or some kind of method or some kind of technique or, or something that you're, you're actually doing. And uh, and especially as, as one has been practicing for a while, you know, those kind of structures fall away and you realize that the Dhamma uh, that the Buddha was pointing to is there for us all the time to, to uh, just to realize, and, and and that's one of the the say the words that are used in terms of like when we the the Buddha's very first teaching, uh, giving the four noble truths and the relationship that we have or should have to the the four noble truths is, is you know the. Uh, you know, the, the noble truth of, of dukkha, of suffering, unsatisfactoriness, is to be known or understood. Uh, the the, uh, the the cause of suffering, uh, various forms of desire and attachment, that the, the duty is to be that's to be let go of, relinquished, abandoned, uh, and the say the cessation of suffering. Uh, is to be realized, and so it's a, And of course, the the path uh, leading to the cessation of suffering is to be cultivated or developed. And so that those are the you know as we, I you mean, know, our life aligns itself more and more with the the principles of the of the Dhamma, with the the. Uh, Sense of of recognition of our say what we're training or learning or cultivating uh, is our whole body mind complex uh, the, that the eightfold path is so I say sila samadhi panya the cultivation of virtue of of. Uh, conduct, uh, external conduct, the emotional training of samadhi in terms of learning how to have a stability of, 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 of heart, and clarity of heart, and then the the wisdom factors of view and understanding. And they all work together, they all function together. And as we uh, steep ourselves in that, uh, then the realization uh, starts to to uh, uh, clarify itself. And it's not that you make it happen so much. I mean, you set the conditions. Uh, you, uh, you you give yourself to those conditions. But uh, it's not so much about. You know, technique, or, or, you know, what particular method one's doing, or, you know, or even how many hours you're doing it, um, and especially if one's in retreat, and you know, it's that, that, it's just this, that sense of not forgetting, which is, is, uh, um, one of the great teachers in Thailand was asked, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, what is mindfulness? You know, cause it, and, which is uh, interesting, especially now, I mean, this question was, this monk has since passed, Ajahn in Dasa, so he's passed away quite a while ago, and he, be, before the mindfulness movement started to, to, uh, to appear. So that, his, his, his definition of, of, of uh, mindfulness was something like, in Thai, it's Panyatan which is really, really nice. It's hard to translate, but like timely wisdom, you know, where one's wisdom or discernment is on time. Uh-huh. And, and, and it's because oftentimes we're, you know, it's not that we don't know what's good, or what's right, or what's, uh, or what's even wise. We're just not there, at the right time. <laughs> so, you know, so it was so, you know, and I said, oh, and it's sort of like, oh, crap, why did I say that? You know, I <laughs> you know, said, so, oh, no, it was just, yeah, it was just missing that, that, so that timely wisdom sort of that comes after. So that sense of mindfulness and, 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 and clarity that's sort of on time, it's present. And this is something that, uh, you know, in terms of like the the uh, uh, Ajahn Chah, you know, if people ask, you know, well, what, you know, what meditation did Ajahn Chah teach? So there wasn't, you know, he, there wasn't any sort of Ajahn Chah technique. There wasn't the Ajahn Chah method of meditation. But there was, you know, basically whatever works so that you're present, and you're mindful, and you're reflective, uh, and you have a fundamental restraint of speech and action, and you're you're, uh, uh, taking interest in what helps the heart to become more clear and free from from obstacles. Um, Because it's those obstacles that, you know, those are the things that kind of fascinate us. You know, it's like either the desires or the the things that attract or the things that that we get upset about or irritated by or or get very righteous about. (laughs) Those are, uh, you know, it's easy to invest interest in that, but, you know, in terms of because it pulls, but to be able to step back and really recognize how this fundamental ability of the human heart to know things in their true nature, know things clearly, uh, that's a, uh, it's a, uh, uh, an important uh, aspect of learning to get in touch with that, and of course that's what periods of retreat are helpful for uh, again one can you know, one hears that or and, oh yeah, yeah, right, and then you know what else takes grabs our attention and takes us away, so that this that constant uh uh, returning and recollecting and reflecting and and uh, and familiarizing oneself with the the uh, the benefits and the delight of being present and being and in the uh, in the Thai language um, when they def- define um, the word Buddha uh then it's defined as the one who knows and it's just and it isn't a, a knowing something it's the co- the ability to know that core, that that fundamental knowing uh that is that that we all have as as human beings and to uh that so often gets hijacked, but it's just just being able to keep plugging back into that and that uh It's like one during the uh, this time that I was on retreat. I came across. I was reading the biography of a of a, a Tibetan master, nineteenth uh, century, uh, Tibetan Patro Rinpoche, and he's he's kind of like the kind of like the Ajahn well, or the Ajahn Mun of 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 Thailand. He was a uh, spawned a, a huge number of disciples in all different traditions, and one of his, he, one of his uh, teachings was uh, rem, very reminiscent of, of uh, and kind of a riff almost on on the uh, one of the suttas in the Majimani Nikaya that everybody knows: not going to the past, not going to the future, um, and uh, he was sort of like, don't ruminate about the past. Don't anticipate the future. Don't cogitate about the present. Uh, Not tampering with it. Leave mind just as is. This very instant. Aware. Present. Besides this, there's not a damn thing.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: that's, that's really beautiful, and he's you know considered one of the great meditation masters of of uh, of you know in history of Tibet, you know, and similar to to uh, these uh, you know Ajahn Mun uh, his. Uh, because there's, uh, 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 there's really only one thing he ever wrote, and that it's a poem. And it's very beautiful, you track it down, but there's places where, you know, it's just, uh, it's that simple. Um, and, uh, and of course, for us as human beings, simple is really difficult, isn't it? <laughs> you no, know, they, they, uh, they uh, uh, that com- that compelling quality of of complication, um, and it's actually one of the uh, uh, there's a in, in, there's a sutta where um, Anuruddha, one of the great disciples of the Buddha, is uh, uh, he's in retreat, and, and he he's, he's you kind know, of he's meditating and reflecting he has this insight of the uh, kind of the, you know, the what's coming up in his mind and what's what's actually important um as a uh, you know, as kind of the mental processes or thoughts of uh say sort of a great being you know somebody who's a co- an accomplished being and uh, and and then he and I can't even remember what they are. No, he goes through like, okay, like, of course, virtue and restraint and contentment and patience and uh, concentration and wisdom and all these things, all these good things, well, seven of them. And then he goes, comes out of his period of uh, on his own, and he pays has the opportunity to pay respects to the Buddha, and he. Relates to the Buddha of what he's he's, uh, he's been contemplating, reflecting what's come up in his mind, and what do they? And the Buddha says, "Yes, those are those are all the, those are all great uh, thoughts of uh, you know, thoughts of, a, of of a great being, accomplished being." He said, "But add one more to that list." And he said, "Delight in non-complication." <laughs> and, and that's, it. Mm, that's it yeah that's a that's a good one uh, that delighting and non-complication you know, that, that, that non non-complication non-proliferation um yeah. that's, that's it's just yeah you know, it's so compelling uh, to to uh, the again sort of in the Thai language the word for like complication proliferation is the it's like uh, the idiom that they use for that is like like adding the sauce to to it. <laughs> it's like adding the sauce, adding the flavoring, because you know we're we're it's not quite this, but let's put some more of that in, and and that, uh, and then it goes spins out. Well, that's that's the uh, the nature of, of the human mind. So that, does, uh, you know, and again, a sort of coming back of being in retreat and having time for retreat and and my own reflection and just being, having that time to let things settle, let things fall away, let things move quite naturally and gradually to to uh, non-complication, and and that. Uh, you know, so so that having this time it's really you know really precious and think that's you know as a uh, opportunity for all of us, and whether it's you know it's you know six month retreat one year uh, one year retreat or just whatever increments of time that we have on a, even on a daily basis how do we Lift that up into the mind and and for the heart to really resonate with that those qualities of knowing and clarity and non-complication. This, and again, it's an act of remembering, which is an, like mindfulness the word mindfulness in in the scriptural language is sati and its root uh, in the, in the in the scriptural language its root is in memory like sati and then sanya is it's the same root so perception and memory i have the same root so that mindfulness has that sense so much of it is just yeah remembering to be present and not forgetting and of course that's where no, I think in terms of of uh, you know whether it's retreat or whether it's in in uh, in our, our our daily life. Uh, this you know what are the things that are are most supportive and integral uh, to that, and I think that 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 uh, again this, this is, is questioning our 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 tendency to to go to structure. You know, if I just had the right structure, I had the right place, had the right structure, had the right schedule for myself, then I'd really get the Dhamma. Um, or I had the right method, I had the right technique, I did it right. <laughs> and so I got I got the approved method. <laughs> Then I, then it would be, you know, I, I get. It. But that's, you know, that's really not, not it. It's the, you know, the, the it's more like a, a heartfelt reliance and abiding in the refuges of Buddha and Sangha. It's, it's sort of like Buddhism 101. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> those aspects of of. Uh, of what we call refuges, and, and which is so easy to, you know, to forget, and and it's and those are and it's a relationship, uh, both of faith and wisdom, and that that we uh, we 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 enter into those those aspects of, of 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 refuge and having, where the where the heart inclines to. To those those aspects of well, what what does it mean to have the Buddha's refuge or Dhamma's refuge or Sangha's refuge, and uh, and of course those are uh, it's got many layers to it and and nuances and it's important to take the time to to reflect on it and steep oneself in it and and to uh, yeah drawing close to. What is a true refuge? And of course that's something that we do on a, on a daily basis, on, or on a moment-to-moment basis, or on a one-year retreat basis. <laughs> and uh, uh, those are uh, just those aspects of, of refuge. And realizing how, how, how integral that, that is to our transformation. Because uh, it's easy to overlook that. Because uh, it's uh, it's not, uh, again, it's not quite as as kind of snazzy as memorizing suttas or, or uh, uh, knowing the Pali language or whatever. You know, all these different things that we can measure or you know, whatever uh, uh, meditation attainment we think we should be getting. Because so much of it is about letting go of relinquishment. Uh, not of accumulating. And, uh, and of course that's where that one relinquishes or lets go into the, into that, that, uh, that quality of, of refuge. But then it's something that, like I was just thinking of, of uh, a uh, um, Ajahn Mun's teacher, Ajahn Sao, um, it was uh, and of course it's interesting because he was his Ajahn Man's first teacher, but then Ajahn Man took what he received from from his being instructed and threw himself into the practice and and uh, uh, by all accounts or understanding. He was f- fully awakened. And then he went back and taught his teacher. And then his teacher was liberated after that. And so very beautiful. But anyway, uh, Ajahn Sao was, uh, uh, was, this is in uh, about 1940, 1941. It was, he, was a, he was about 80 then. And uh, uh, he, uh, he became ill, and then he was in Ubon, and he did a lot of wandering, but he was in Ubon. Ubon was a bit of a, in a bit of a turmoil at that time, because uh, I don't understand the uh, historical aspect of it. But anyway, the, f- the French were bombing Ubon. and. Uh, I've never researched what the what, was in this, these complicated geopolitical things that, that happen. And, uh, but anyway, uh, he be, started to become ill. He had a kind of a, an incident where it really weakened his health. It was, he got stung by some hornets, which, uh, especially in Thailand, they're quite poisonous. And then his health was compromised. And then he wanted to go to Laos, into Laos, and and they started wandering and walking into Laos, because that's all there was in those days. And, uh, but then he started to get more and more weak and ill, and then, but he wanted to get to a particular monastery in um, Champasak, it's a small city in southern Laos, and uh, so the the monks and the, there was probably some lay people along, and they they managed to get a boat somehow, and then they're going down the Mekong, and they, it was about two days, and he it looked like he was like he was sleeping, resting, non-responsive during that time, and uh, so quite ill, and and uh, and then on the second day it pulled up to, the, the monastery is right on the banks of the of the Mekong River so he pulled up, it's a very old uh, ancient monastery, I've been there it's very beautiful and so he pulled up and as soon as they got there then Ajahn Sao he said, are we there? and the monk said, yeah we're there so then he said, okay and so he got up and got out of the boat and then they went up the bank and then he put his robe on and they got to the to the to the actual temple building, the main temple building. And he said, oh, you've got my sangati?" Um, and it's like, that's the double robe that you'll see us wear sometimes. It's like, you, on formal occasions, we'll do that. So the monks run and get a sangati, and And then they, uh, uh, so he puts his, he's got his, his robe on, he gets a sangati, and it's sort of all very proper, goes into the, uh, the t- temple building, and there's an ancient Buddha image there, and he, he, he goes up, and then he bows, bows once, most twice bows the third time, and then he didn't come up, and the monks were, or maybe he's doing just doing some recitation or something, and he didn't come up. And then one of the monks came and came up and held his finger close to his. He stopped breathing. <laughs> he pa- he passed away. That was uh, you no. Know, and it was just this. Uh, what a beautiful way to um, what a way to go. <laughs> you know, and you think of you know somebody who's fully awakened and and they're. Uh, You know, they're old, and they're weak, and they're sick, and then just that sense of, "Ah, I really would love to bow to that image one more time. (laughs) Yeah, it's just so that the sense of, of, you know, and it's not as if it's, you know, it's like, uh, uh, again, it's like the, the heart gives itself, to a Buddha-dhamma-sangha, gives itself what is to a real refuge, like a, a refuge of, of liberation and freedom and, and a, a complete kind of uh, yeah, relinquishing and giving up of, of that which is obstructive, and that which is just not necessary. Um, and so much of what we do, or think or feel or proliferate about, yeah. It's just not necessary, <laughs> and uh, but it's it's uh, it's really helpful to 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 have a mirror that uh, that reminds one again. It's that sense of oh, that timely wisdom that remember. Oh yeah, that's really not necessary. I can let go of that. And uh, that the, there's a uh, uh, through the, throughout the scriptures there's a. Uh, a kind of a stock phrase that describes or speaks about the goal or the fruits of the of the practice or the as well as aspects of uh, d- d- dispassion. Um, uh, it's a similar description and sort of i don't know pani tan sabha sankhara samata sambhupa adipati virogo uh, sort of, this is peaceful this is sublime uh, the sort of the ending of all formations the uh, and the, the uh, relinquishing of all substrate of a being the destruction of craving dispassion, nibbana. Uh, and uh, and it's, it, it's just this, okay, this is peaceful, this is sublime. And then uh, it, it, when it gets translated into English, you can still have a kind of hard edge to it. Because that's, because we, you know, we, we, it's what what our language does. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that ending of all formations, like, I got to do it. Um, and but then the the, the, uh, the you know, sankara samata samata is peaceful, tranquil. Tra- what is tranquil? What is settling? The settling of all formations. You know, so it's a it's just allowing those that that fabricate that that tendency of the mind to fabricate, to create, to to concretize and to let that settle, to let it become peaceful, and to let it be tranquil, rather than, you know, stir it up and <laughs> keep it stirred up. Uh, and you realize that, oh, uh, you know, that, that's, yeah, there's a, there's a softer edge to that, or even that uh, the yeah, the, the, uh, Sambhubhadi, uh, Pachyamishu, body is like the basis of being, Uh, And what we identify with, body. what we identify to, when we create a sense of me, what do we rely on? We rely on our body, our feelings, memories and perceptions, thoughts and emotions, consciousness, five aggregates. And that sense of, oh yeah, relinquishing or letting go, um... Of, the, uh, of those aspects. And one of the things that, again, let's say uh, like Ajahn Buddha Dasa, this uh, highly respected monk in Thailand, that, again, it's not, it's not letting go isn't sort of, on a certain level, it is obviously something we do, but then, you know, the more we get involved, the more we cling. Um, and But that sense of, of uh, Uh, how Ajahn Buddha Dasa said, you know, you have to realize that, you know, we're, we're thieves. We go and take things that don't belong to us. You know, and what doesn't belong to us? Body, feeling, <laughs> memories and perceptions, <laughs> thoughts and emotions, consciousness, they don't belong to us. They're, these are aspects of nature. And, uh, you know, it's us that goes in there and, and tries to possess them and hold on to them. And and so it's like that, that when you realize, you, you oh, that doesn't belong to me. That's uh, I can't keep that. I can't hold on to it. I can't fix it in some sort of way. Uh, and that 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 releasing is a is a the sense of patinisigo, you know, is sort of like a releasing a burden that we've yeah we've shackled ourselves with. Uh, so then we we the sense of freedom that comes from putting down a burden of stuff that, stuff that we've stolen. <laughs> uh, yeah and even that as i say because oftentimes it translates out the or the the uh, uh um, destruction of all craving but they they the i the 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 haya uh, is is the is the word uh tan tanha of course desire but then that destruction is also more like a it has many shades of meaning so like uh a wearing away, diminution, uh, again a sense of settling. So it isn't that we have to, you know, go and destroy. It's so just that oh, they're just letting it go to its own cessation, uh, letting it, uh, not re- not resurrecting it, not keeping it going, and that that uh, that sense of settling, letting it settle, letting it letting it, let, that, that letting it lose its its impetus. and even the sense of dispassion is has a uh, equally um, uh, i'd say valid translation as fading away and so it's because it, sometimes in a sense oh dispassion I have got to be dispassionate but it's kind of just uh, fading away. As a, as a, has a different kind of quality to it. And it's sort of like saying, you know, do I really want to get caught up in this? I say, okay, let it fade away. Do I really, do I really need to be carrying this, this mood around with me? Or this opinion? Oh, no, I just let it fade away. As this sense of so then you you even say like nibbana is you know, I mean I've seen it translated as extinction, and uh, it's not quite. I mean it has that's can be a translation, but you know so often the uh, uh, like one of the the colloquial uses of the word nibbana in the time of the Buddha was cooling, and uh, so like when you've taken a, a pot of food off the, off the k- kitchen stove and you set it off to the side while it's really hot, you set it off to the side to nibbana to cool down. <laughs> it's just letting things cool. And of course in a, in a uh, tropical climate, cooling is really, uh, uh, that's really desirable. Um, here, maybe not so much, <laughs> although that was one of the reasons why I wanted to come to Birkin um, starting mid-December, so I could experience uh, Canadian winter, and uh, it was a, uh, that was great. Uh, it's almost 50 years since I've been in Canada in the winter time. <laughs> I don't know, time passes. <laughs> so I really enjoyed the way I went out for a walk every single day. I just really enjoyed the winter. There's something again there's this something there's a settling and stilling that happens in the in the winter that, that is uh, you know, as a a natural part of the s- cycle of, of nature. That uh, uh, is quite. It's very peaceful um, being in in a winter environment. There, I was actually hoping for it to be cooler with more, colder with more snow, and I didn't even get to wear my long johns. (laughs) <laughs> As people had who were worried about me you with know, this really spiffy merino wool long johns, you know? I passed them on to agents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Next <laughs> next winter might be colder. You know? <laughs> but yeah, there's these these aspects of cycles of nature, and 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 you know our our mind, our heart, our being are not separate from nature and to to be able to, to reflect on that and see that and to recognize uh, this quality of knowing uh, is our doorway into experiencing freedom from suffering and just learning how to nurture that, learning how to be present for that, learning how to... And of course, that's what the, say, the refuges of the Buddha... Embody that not as a idealistic thing or as a as a doctrinal thing, but as a as a uh, yeah, as a heart connection, and, and that's, that's uh, uh, you, you realize that that's, uh, this is this this is what transforms the human heart is, is taking taking the Buddha Dhamma, Sankha as refuge. To offer that for reflection today.